Hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks for joining us today. This week on the podcast, I talked to Lizzie, our first extended family member guest on the show, about her new job down in Pensacola and what it's been like uh, since college for her starting her teaching career. She joins me now. Well, hey, Lizzie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty great. How's Pensacola? It's great. It's really moist and humid, but it's okay. And it's not like that at all here. So, ha. Huh? <laughs> no, no humidity whatsoever out west, and it's pretty great. Yeah. Awesome. Is it is it weird being in Pensacola and not being in college there? Or have you gotten over that? Yeah, like at first it felt like I was going back to school. So I was kind of like, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm literally spending five years in college now. But I mean, <laughs> like I've gotten used to it. Like I don't really go on campus ever. So I'm interested in why you decided to go to PCC originally. Because like your family is right near Bob Jones and Gwen went to Bob Jones and they're pretty similar schools. So what, what was your college search like? Like, did you just know that you wanted to go to PCC? Did you consider a bunch of different colleges? What was that like? Well, when I was little, my mom always like talked about like going to, you know, Pensacola Christian College. And like, we came down here to like, look at the elementary school. So I remember coming down and visiting it, visiting it. And then Natalia was down here too. So I remember just thinking like, this would be a really cool place to go to. Um, and like, I heard it was like really like inexpensive and stuff like that. So it was never really an actual decision for me. I just remember always thinking that I would go here ever since I was little. Um, did you start as an education major whenever you were there? Yes. From day one, I was early childhood education. Unlike your family. Yeah. (laughs) We, we like to switch around a little bit. We can't make up our minds. (laughs) Um, what made you want to be a teacher? Like, did you, was that from the time when you were little too, that you always wanted to be a teacher? Um, actually not really. Like I remember, I remember like watching Little House on the Prairie and like thinking that Laura was so stupid for becoming a teacher when she grew up. Because I was like, <laughs> Who wants to be a teacher? Like you don't get paid a lot. You have to watch these bratty kids. Like why? And you have to do school all day. Why would you ever want to do that? But I don't know. Like, I just, like, grew up with, like, a lot of kids, you know, like, I had two younger brothers, like, cousins, like, around all the time. Um, We also, like, watched these, like, foster kids, like, every once in a while. So I always remember, like, really loving kids when I was young. And, like, now I love kids. But um, I never thought I would actually become a teacher. And I don't, it's not the fact that I like school. I don't like school. I just love the little kids. You know what I'm saying? I understand that entirely. So when... When did it switch in your head to where, man, teaching's dumb to, oh, I think I might want to do that? Um, I actually remember it pretty clearly on, it was like a rainy day um, in 11th grade. I just remember like sitting at the computer and I was like, okay, I got to decide my major like now because I need to know what I'm doing like next year. <laughs> so, or in two years. So I was just like looking at all the majors um, on the website for Pensacola Christian College and like early childhood education, like stood out to me. So I was like, why not? Like, I like kids. I'll just give it a shot and see how it goes. So. So how is early childhood education different from like elementary education? Um, like our training was pretty much a lot different than elementary. We just had to like keep them engaged like all the time. You know, we had like different, um, like ways to like make it interesting for them. Cause like with elementary, 
they're still little, like you need to still be interesting for those um, kids in higher grades. But like early childhood education is so much different because they can't, they're very smart, but they can't sit still for very long. Like their minds are just everywhere. Their eyes are everywhere. They want to tell you things all the time. So you just have to be really good at like reeling them back in. So like my internship was a lot different than the elementary one. Yeah. So like, what did a day look like for you in the internship? Oh dear. <laughs> um, back, back to the horror stories, the nightmares. Right. Um, I honestly didn't like my internship. It actually made me question like if I actually want to be a teacher just because there was so much pressure with making sure the kids like don't wiggle in their seats and don't talk. Yeah. You know, you got to keep all 36 kids with you at all times. Your grain could grade could go down the toilet. So. So um, whenever you were in college, because we went at the same time, and I thought that was kind of cool. I enjoyed having my cousin there and us spending time together. What was your experience with that? Did, did you like having me and then Beck and David whenever they came as well? Well, you know, I didn't want to be known as like the girl with the weird cousin, but that it ended sense. up okay in the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I loved having my cousins there because like not a lot of people get to have that, you know, in college. Like you're away from home but you have family still in the area. So when you were in school, what, what kind of things did you like to do besides, you know, obviously we had to do school and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but what was some of your favorite parts of the, the college experience down in sunny Florida? Um, the beach, obviously, even uh -huh. though I didn't have a car to my senior year, but <laughs> let's see, I really like ice skating. Ice skating is like one of the things that I did like all the time my freshman and sophomore year. So. And you took a class, didn't you, with ice skating? Yep, freshman year. The was P that fun? It was really fun. I couldn't and believe it. I, I got you. I got you to take uh, sailing, right? Because yeah, I yeah, we both took it at the same time, right? Well, no. I think you were after me. Yeah, you took it before me. Yeah. Yeah, but that was fun. That honestly, like, I loved all my teaching classes and stuff. But as far as just like fun and relaxing, and you didn't feel like pressure at all, that was my favorite. Was doing oh. the sailing. I felt pressure. I had no clue what I was doing. And my well, partner I didn't was either. I, my favorite part was flipping over the boat. <laughs> and I'd flip it over and then get back on top. And it was great. I felt <laughs> no, I was terrified of that. Oh, man. It was awesome. That was my, like, literally my favorite part of doing the sailboats <laughs> was flipping it over. And one time. That was four years ago. That seems like so, that seems like a lifetime away. And you I know? think of, like, the, the problems that I had, you know. <laughs> in quotation marks, problems of my life at that point and how different they are <laughs> from things that right. are going on now. Right. And I still, uh, Tom Hammond, um, that was my buddy all through school. That was from then whenever I had him as my sailing partner. So yeah. that was neat. Good relationship that, that stayed. But I remember me and him, one of our sailing trips, we were practicing how uh, to save somebody if they got thrown out of the boat. And apparently Mr. Barnhart I think it's Mr., not Dr., I don't know, whoever he is, Barnhart, said that um, we had gone too slow and that someone would have drowned if we had been trying to rescue them. So the next time, because we you know, throw out those life jackets and then you have to get the boat around to go pick them up. So the next time we threw out the life jacket and I jumped out of the boat too and I held on to the life jacket until Tom got it back around. I was like, Mr. Barnhart, I don't know what you're doing, but like, he's here. We're good. I got him. It's okay. Boat's coming. It's all good. <laughs> I don't think he appreciated that very much, but that's okay. Oh my goodness. But so um once once you graduated, because we both graduated this last May, 
you mm-hmm. had already decided where you were teaching by then, right? Yes. Okay. So what was the job search like? What, where all did you look? Were you wanting to stay in Pensacola? Did you want to look at some other places? Um, how many schools did you look at? Walk me through that process. During my internship, it kind of made me think about staying here because um, the person that I used to work under for the extended school daycare, um, she came up to me and she was like, hey, if you ever want a job at PCA, just like fill out this application and you definitely like could get it or whatever. And I so, was like, jealous whenever you told me that. I was like, dude, I'm like, I'd take a job at PCA if they'd let me. I'd get my master's. It'd be great. No, 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 no. See, I <laughs> well, they offered it to a lot of people. So it wasn't just like they singled me out because like, honestly, they want anybody that comes like right out of college. And especially, so, um, I think probably for those younger grades too, because they have they have so many more students than right. like well, the teachers. younger grades, huh? They have two teachers per classroom in K four. Really? They yeah. See, two. like there, the there were only two middle school history teachers. Yeah. And I guess I could have taught PE, but like PE, there's only one spot in the whole school for PE for a guy. And then there's a couple of high school teachers, but they've been there for forever for history and they weren't going to leave. So you got offered a job at PCA, but you weren't interested in it. You were still trying to figure out where to go, maybe Pensacola. What what was after that? Um, I went to the career fair and um, I just remember thinking like, OK, I need to figure this out like pretty soon because people are going to start hiring and like I just need to figure out where I'm going to go. So I remember going there with like a completely open mind and I was like, okay, like I would literally go pretty much anywhere but Papua New Guinea. But <laughs> so I was like getting applications from like a bunch of people. And I remember I got one from Colorado, um, North Carolina that I was actually pretty seriously considering um, because it was like a friend, um, her husband used to go to that school. So basically okay. they had connections with the principal. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I just remember, like, looking at all these applications and not knowing what to do. And the principal was actually, like, pretty serious about me, like, joining their team. So um, I just remember, like, going to my computer one day. And the principal that I'm working for now, he um, emailed me. And it was, like, completely random because they don't go to the career fair because Pensacola doesn't like them because they're too, like, whatever for them. Liberal. yeah, I looked up their website and um, I don't know. I was just kind of like, you know, this would actually like be pretty cool for me to start out here because like I already know the area. I still have friends around. So like, why not just respond to him? So I did and he gave me an interview. And so I went there and literally, I kid you not, like once I drove onto the property, I was literally like so, I don't know, overcome with peace that I was like, I think really this is where I should go. Even though I haven't met the principal, I haven't like, seen the building at all it was just like so cool like literally when I drove on there and I texted my mom and I was like I don't know what's wrong with me but I literally feel like this is where I should be even though I haven't met anybody yet and so I went inside and the interview went like great and it's like the complete opposite of PCA so I was like okay this is definitely what I want (laughs) don't bad mouth PCA you got a good education there I'm just not that type of teacher I got you so once, so you, you felt peace whenever you came on campus, how did the interview and stuff go? Did you guys hit it off? Were you yeah. pretty confident they'd offer you a job? Yeah, it was great. Like the principal is like a lot younger 
than like most principals should be. So I felt like comfortable talking to him, you know, and just like, he's not like some old person, you know, that doesn't know anything about like, he also went to PCC. So he knows okay. where I'm coming from. So just stuff like that. I felt really comfortable. Yeah. And it's Marcus Point. Yeah. Christian School is just what the name is. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. And what's your position? What what age group are you teaching? K four. K four. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, what was it like finding a place uh to live? Did you have any trouble with that? Trying to find an apartment? Uh, yeah, actually. So another girl that I knew from education classes, um, she was actually thinking about staying in the area too, and she also got an interview with Mr. Graff, the principal. And so she was like, oh my goodness, it would be awesome if we roomed together, like if we both stayed down here, like we need to go look for apartments together. And I was like, yeah, it would be. So I got the ball rolling and I literally looked at like 20 million apartments around the area. Like I literally know That's what all a these lot, apartments are. Lizzie, for being literally 20 so million scary. apartments. I swear every Tuesday and Thursday, I would go to like new apartments to go actually look at them by myself. Yeah. And I would like get all the paperwork and like I was texting her about it and it literally got down to like the last week of school. And I was like, hey, you really got to tell me what you're doing because like I need to put a down payment, not down payment. What do you what do you call it? Um, uh, It's the same idea. Uh, what? Anyway. Uh, a deposit. A deposit. A deposit. That's what I'm looking for. So I had to put a deposit down and I didn't know if she like I couldn't afford a two bedroom apartment by myself. Like she needed yeah. to do it with me. So she was just like, yeah, like I'll get back to you. And I texted her one night and she didn't respond to me. And I literally was like, okay, I got to figure this out by myself. Like I'm not relying on her anymore. So um, <laughs> I remember like literally panicking and looking everywhere. I was like, I know this is where I'm supposed to be, but I cannot find a roommate and I can't afford it by myself. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so I get on Facebook and I look at the PCC page or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my roommate now posted on there saying she had um, two bedrooms that she's willing to rent out, you know, come stop by anytime, blah, blah, blah. So I texted her right away and I asked her if I could come see it. And she said I could. So I came and saw it and it was like not even five minutes away from PCC. Like literally I can walk there. So I was just like, okay, this is where I'm going. I don't care if there's anything else for me because I want to figure it out now. So I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you seem like you had all sorts of stuff just falling into place. You know, that peace that you felt whenever you drove on campus or to that, that school. Um, and then also, you know, being able to find the apartment when you needed it. That had to be pretty cool to feel like yeah. God was preparing the steps before you even took them. Yeah. And the girl actually signed a contract, the one that I was supposed to room with. But then in the summer, she backed out of it. So I am so glad I did oh, not. Oh, yeah. Because she probably would have tried to do the same thing with your apartment. Yeah. Like, I can't pay the rent this month. So you take it. Yeah. That'd be rough. Well, that's a that's an awesome thing. But getting back to, to you teaching. So you guys started, I guess, sometime in August, right? Yes. And well, how yeah. how's it going so far? So walk me through, like, how many kids you have in your class, what a typical day is like. So um, I had 14 at the beginning of the year, but then about a week and a half ago, I got a new kid and he's like the youngest one in my class now. He's three. He can barely talk, so not bitter at all. But uh -huh. anyway, so I have 15 now. Um, but just a typical day is, you know, starting the morning with like the Pledge of Allegiance. We go into like the calendar 
then Bible time, um, then recess is in the morning. And I love the playground at Marcus Point because they have like trees everywhere. So it's not burning up hot. Um, they have like a big playground for the kids to like go and run and play. Um, they spend about like 30 minutes out there. We go inside and we do um, phonics and um, numbers. And what I like about Marcus Point too is that they have like specials where the kids go to Spanish one day, art, music. Like at PCA, you had to do that as a teacher, but yeah. they actually go somewhere and someone else takes care of that for you. So it gives the teacher a break. Really? And also and the so kids, at, PCA, yeah. at PCA, they didn't have specials mm -hmm. the kids went to? I didn't know that. That's interesting. All day in your classroom. <laughs> so, hmm. okay. yeah. But, um, yeah. And then I also get like a 30-minute lunch break for lunch. So someone else takes – well, I take the kids to the lunchroom and somebody watches them for me. So I get That's to go nice. back to my room and eat in peace. Yeah. And <laughs> nap time. And then I got to get them ready for, like, going home and stuff like that. So. Gotcha. Um, have you made any friends or good connections with people there at the school that you're working at? Yeah, I go out to recess with this um, another K4 teacher, and she's so funny. Like, we both just talk about our kids, like, what funny things they've said and, like, mm -hmm. just different things in our lives. So I like spending that time, like, on the playground with her. So Yeah, so so give me a story. What's some of the funny stories that you can share from, from your kids of something <laughs> they've done? Well, okay, so I have a couple that don't actually take a nap at nap time. They, like, literally can't fall asleep. And so one day I was trying to work on my lesson plans while they were sleeping and they're trying to talk to me. And the one kid that's like right by my desk, I was like, don't you see that I'm like trying to work? Like Miss Nap, she doesn't take a nap with all the rest of you. Like I'm, I'm working all day long because teachers, they have hard work to do. And so the next day I was like working and he randomly just looked at me. He's like, Miss Nap, I like how hard you're working. I was like, how hard. <laughs> This is why. precious. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but the the teachers. So your school is it K through twelve? No, actually, it's um like babies, like a daycare to fifth grade. So it's a much smaller school, which I like. Okay, so, well that's nice. Yeah. So how many do you know? How many students would you say is there total? Um, I think we about have almost two hundred. Okay, gotcha. Lots of lots of little rug rats running around, I guess. <laughs> so what other kind of things, um, I mean, do you have much time to do fun things in the evenings, or are you pretty uh, busy with first-year teaching stuff? No, I get a lot of my stuff done during nap time, so I really don't have to take any work home. That's um, awesome. But I am going to start to sub in after school just to make some extra money. So. Yeah. Hopefully that'll work. Well, good. Awesome. Are there very many people still in town that you went to school with that you stay in touch with? Yeah, I have a couple of GA friends and um, a few still undergrad people that are seniors. So, Okay, awesome. Now, David had said, my brother, said that he was going to come over and hang out at your house all the time. Has that happened? Uh, yeah. Last Wednesday, he came and <laughs> cooked food and everything. He's like, oh, oh by the way, we're skipping church. I'm like, really? Okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to tell you. Lizzie, my mother listens to this. You're going to get David in no. trouble. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just throwing that story in there, you know? Right. Good. Good. Is, is good. good for us. <laughs> um, do you have any other neat stories from your kids at school, funny things that they've done? 
Okay. Well, I love doing the Bible stories in the morning because I love telling stories to little kids. Right. And I get mm-hmm. so dramatic with it. And like my hands are going everywhere. Like I do weird voices. Like I would never do that in front of an adult, but with little kids, whatever. Did you have to take that storytelling class that they yes. offered it? And I hated it. I loved it. I took it for I fun. Did it. If it was little kids, I can do it. But when you're acting stupid up there in front of teachers and all these people, no. It was great. I loved it. No. And you had to sing, too. No. <laughs> you had to sing? I don't yeah, remember singing. Yeah, throw, like, a little song in there somewhere. Oh, I guess that is true. There was one to do that. But anyways, back to your story. You like doing the Bible stories. Yeah. So today it was Hannah and Samuel, how she, like, prayed for a son, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. so I told him the story. And, like, during Bible time, I don't let them, like, ask me questions or like tell me anything because I'm trying to tell the story and you, I was like you can tell me afterwards so this one kid's like raising his raising his hand Reagan and I was like you know ask me later or tell me that later like on the playground and so <clears throat> we were walking out to the playground he's like teacher the reason why I was raising my hand during the story was because my mommy prayed for me when I was little and her tummy got bigger and then I just came out so I'm basically like a single <laughs> <laughs> we're so cute. Okay, but his parents are both older, and he's like uh-huh. an only child. So I was like, I can see that. Like they had didn't yeah. have before him, and so I texted the mom tonight, and I told her the story, and she was like, Yeah, we like literally tried for like so long to have a kid, and then finally Reagan came. So I'm so glad you told me that story because he knows that we prayed for him. So it was really that cute. is so neat. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, do you have a uh, teacher's aide in your classroom, or is it just you? No, it's just me, which I like. Yeah, that's good. And with, you said 14 kids is what you have? 15 now. 15 now, because that other little boy that joined. So, that's that's a good size class, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm, definitely. Good. Yeah. Um, what church do you go to? Do you have to go to Marcus Point? Yes, I do go to Marcus Point. And I prefer Marcus Point just because it's, it's like such a big church and like... <clears throat> Um, they have like a lot more younger people than older people. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, have you been able to get involved in like any Sunday school classes or small groups or Bible studies yet? Yeah, actually, I've been trying to go to a young adults class, but every time I go, it's all these old people that are married, and I'm like, I must have got the wrong class. But I keep showing up <laughs> to the one with all the married people because okay, they have an app right on Marcus Point, okay. and so. I literally like took screenshots. I was kind of like, okay, young adult class, young adult class, young adult class. And so I'm trying to avoid this one teacher that I went before. And so I'm literally walking all around the church, like trying to avoid his door. <clears throat> and so I asked this lady, I'm like, can you tell me like where this room is? And she was like, what class is that? And I'm like, young adults. And so she takes me and, and walks me like down these hallways. And then I see my Sunday school teacher like walking and she's like, Hey, um, do you know where the young adults class is? And he's like, um, yeah, I'm actually teaching one of them. So you can just come in my room. And I'm like, I, woke <laughs> I don't want to be, I'm literally the only single person there. And uh-huh. all the, literally all these old people. And I'm like, how are you considering yourself a young adult? Anyway, that is strange. Why is it that that's really strange that they would call it young adult. And then it's a bunch of older. I'm now, when you say old, huh? when you say old, are you meaning like my parents age? Or are you meaning like, yeah, like our parents age. They're okay. old. Hey, I, when I'm young, I want to hang out with young people. When I'm old, I'm going to want to hang out with old people. You know what I'm saying? I have nothing in common with them right now, except maybe their grandkids. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. 
Um, do most of your students, are they affiliated with the church as well? Or would it be like just people from the community? I would say actually only a couple maybe go to the church. Okay. Yeah. I have a bunch it's, of kids, though, that are teachers. Or I have a bunch of kids that their parents are teachers in the school. So yeah. I have like three of those. So okay. I'm basically like four of my kids go to the church. Yeah. Is your school, is it a discipleship school where like one parent has to be a Christian or something? Or is it like PCA where it's open enrollment? Open enrollment. Yeah. Open enrollment. Open, open enrollment. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I um my school is discipleship or um covenant school that type of thing um but they've talked about maybe opening it up to open enrollment or more of a missional thing um which I think would be really exciting because Salt Lake City is such a lost place that it would be neat um, to have that in there. How many kids are at your school? Ooh, I think around three oh nine K through twelve. Oh wow. Um, so and it's strange because it's the upper grades are just as big as the lower grades. Like every Christian school I've ever been to and been a part of, the elementary was much, much bigger than the high school. And it might still be bigger than our high school and middle school, but not by much. Like my I have like twenty five sixth graders in a class and like all sixth through Eighth grade are all 20 plus in a class, which is big for me because, I mean, compared to what I had at Cornerstone, um, which was small. <laughs> but and then high school, high school is a little different. Like I have 15 in my 10th grade and then there's only nine in the ninth grade. But that's because I only have a small section of them. Like I teach the non AP kids and then there's an AP class that the rest of the ninth graders do. Um, but I enjoy it. I love I loved setting up my classroom. I'm a woman, I guess, whenever it comes to that stuff, because it got me so excited. And I had so many like historical decorations that I had just put in my room growing up. And now I had a place to put it that made a little bit more sense. And it was the greatest thing ever. Your room for Christmas is going to be like an explosion of. It's going to be amazing. And I have several uh, Christmas villages that I can set up and I have Christmas trees. And there are no rules against plugging in Christmas lights like there were at PCC. So it's going to be. There was. We had Christmas trees. I think. I had a Christmas tree, but I had to go out and buy uh, battery operated lights for it. How do you have a girlfriend when you literally go out and buy Christmas villages? (laughs) Because I get them from thrift stores. (laughs) I mean, I don't even collect Christmas villages. So you're not saying you're not saying how can I afford a girlfriend? You're saying how can someone like me if I get yeah, Christmas? That's what I'm saying. I know you can afford it. You probably make more. I, than understand. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Well, I mean, she hasn't seen me at Christmas yet. So oh dear. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it won't last. Yeah. Yeah. Hold hold it in a little bit. Don't don't go so crazy. I guess that's hard. I can't do that though. They're doing a um uh like a Whoville. Uh, play this year at my school and the Grinch is in it and I'm really excited because I I like the Grinch. Really cool. I am so excited to sing Christmas songs with my kids. Like I'm gonna be blasting the Christmas music all throughout my classroom. Not yet though. Not till after Thanksgiving. No, before Thanksgiving. No, not till after Bam. It's Christmas. Completely skipping a national holiday. Thanksgiving and Christmas are kind of mixed, you know? But they're not. You throw a little Christmas with your Thanksgiving. 
Okay. Well, speaking of holidays, are you planning on being able to go home at all back to South Carolina Thanksgiving or Christmas time? Yes, for Thanksgiving for a couple days. Okay. Yep. That'll be good. How how long do you have off for Thanksgiving? A whole week. Really? Me too. I am so excited. I'm gonna be loving loving being a teacher during that whole week. I'm like, yes. No one else gets this long of a break. Being a yep. teacher is awesome. Well, that's the thing. Like I, and and maybe you'll take offense at this. I'm not sure. But some of the people that annoy me most in the world are teachers that complain about their jobs all the time. Because, like, I know it's kind of tough to be a teacher and, like, it's a lot of work during the school year. But we get three months off during summer. Like, we don't even work a quarter of the year. It's a pretty sweet gig. This is my thing, though. We still need to be making more money. Because, okay, I saw something on Facebook the other day where it was like, okay, you don't want to pay teachers, like, this amount of money, whatever, whatever. But if you take the babysitting rate for every single child in your class, that teacher literally would be making like thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, like, but Lizzie, we, we only work eight months out of the year. So we, yeah, I don't know that we should make as much as other people. I mean, I'm up for a raise if somebody wants to give me more money, but I don't, I don't know that I deserve it. <laughs> but just think of like all the prep work we have to, we have to go out and spend our own money for stuff in our classroom. We have to take, time after i mean especially if you're um like upper grades you have to take your time to like make lesson plans and like grade papers it's like hard being a teacher you know you got to put up yeah. with a bunch of crap from parents and students like it's a wonderful job i love it it's just different so um, <laughs> yeah but it gives me the opportunity to to do stuff like this wonderful podcast with my lovely cousin elizabeth it's so yeah. exciting Oh my word! I have no idea how happy it makes me to do these podcasts. Like my, I have lots of little dreams in my life. Like teaching is awesome, but I would love to be on the radio. And this wow. is like, I'll be your first guest star. Okay, that's right. We'll have like a weekly podcast. We can talk about teaching. It'll be amazing. How we should get more money, right? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, teachers would listen. Probably not a lot of other people would listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would. <laughs> and if you want to make more money, Lizzie, go teach at a public school. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on my uh, teaching certificate. Aria, is it because it's easier to do it in Florida since you graduated from PCC, right? Yeah, but guess how much it costs? Uh, I don't know how much. Thousand dollars for something I should have gotten in college. Not better yeah. at all. But the good thing about it is, is I'll have 15 credits for my master's that it'll count for. And so I'll only yeah. have to have 15 more. So that's good. And are you looking to get a master's eventually? Eventually, especially if I paid all that money to get my 15. Yeah, this is a good point. Um, I would like to get one eventually. I would also like to get my public school teaching license, but I'm going to. What's the difference? Hold off. Uh huh? What's the difference? I thought they were the same thing. Well, I mean, I. So I would do like you would, where you work towards your master's by getting the, the teaching license. But um, I, I'm i going to probably hold off for this year and then next year start working on that. I had to get like I paid 75 bucks the other day to get my ACSI teaching license, but my school reimbursed me. So it's fine. Oh, but nice. Still waiting on that in the in the mail. Yeah. But so you got anything exciting coming up for you this week? Um. I'm getting observed on Wednesday. That's about as exciting. During Bible time. So. Huh? Do you, do you get nervous about observations or anything? 
Well, the teachers that I work with are like, oh my goodness, we're going to be observed. Like, I'm so nervous. I'm just like, we literally got observed every day of our lives over at PCA. And I know that it doesn't bother me at all. So I was like, I know that I'm going to have a job no matter what. Like he can't fire me. What is he going to do with those 15 kids? Like I'm here. I don't really care what he thinks. I do, but I'm going (laughs) to pretend like I don't. You're supposed to be teachable, Lizzie. Come on. (laughs) And send this podcast to your boss. (laughs) Oh no. I didn't tell you his name. (laughs) Uh, I can look it up. No, you can't. Yes, I can. But. But yeah, I understand that with like it not being a big deal to get observed because we got observed so much at school. Because like some of the other teachers the other day, we were doing this it's called pineappling, I think. And it's like you're because pineapple is a symbol of hospitality. So like teachers right. just randomly showing up in each other's classrooms and observing for a little bit. I but think it sounds really Utah. weird. What am I saying? Huh? You're in Colorado still. You're in Utah. Yeah, Utah. Okay. They're strange in Utah too, though. It's it's all the same, just more Mormons. Um, so we we were doing that, and nobody ended up observing mine, but it worked fine. And I, my administrator, PCC. Uh, it's because you're PCC. Yeah, yeah. Well, my administrator um, has already been in my class like three different times, and really he good notes every time. I'm like, cool, sounds great. The only time I had to have Mr. Graf in my room was when I got the new kid, right? I was like, okay, class, like snack time's over, put your snack away. And all of a sudden, this kid starts screaming at the top of his lungs, no, no, and literally he is freaking out. And so the teacher next door to me, she comes in after like five minutes of him screaming because I was like, okay, I'm just gonna ignore it because it's getting worse. I'm like, Mason, stop screaming, we're putting our snack away. And the teacher came over and she's like, oh, no, he can't be doing that. You go get Mr. Graf and I'll stay with your class. And I'm like, crap, I've never gotten him before. <sighs> of course, on the first day, this kid starts screaming. So I go to his office and I'm like, hey, can you, like, come calm a kid down in my class, the new kid? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so, like, he doesn't know how to deal with, like, the younger kids. So basically, mm-hmm. he takes him out in the hallway. And he's just like, you need to stop screaming and put your snack away. <laughs> I'm like. Thank you, Mr. Graf. That was so helpful. <laughs> did it work? Actually, yeah, it did. Because he's a man. I'm telling you, man teachers, male teachers are the best. They're so intimidating. It is so much easier to, like, I sometimes I feel bad for female teachers, especially whenever they get into high school and stuff, to be able to control a class. Like, I don't know how Natalia did it whenever she was teaching out in Hawaii. Because mm-hmm. she's so small anyways that, like, she's looking up to all of her students. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's just, I mean, my teacher look works, and I just look at them, and they stop, and it's great. <laughs> See, mine laugh at me because, like, I can't yeah. keep a straight face the whole time. They're just like, See, if if nothing else, like the one thing that I'm very confident of in my teaching ability is classroom management, and I think a big part of that is from being at PCC, and then yeah. also I think being an RA helped me immensely, um, just from like, because it's hard. It's much harder to do discipline problems with like your peers than it is with a bunch of sixth graders. So that doesn't phase me at all. And then like being a chaperone and stuff, you had to always be looking out, not let things ex- escalate. That's the same with teaching. Yeah, we know you were good at that, right? I was, I was a great chaperone. I made so many friends in college. It was great. Oh dear. So many friends. That's why. That's the real reason why you didn't want to be my friend. It's because I was an RA. I Please, I was okay. your friend. I was your friend. We were cousins. This is true. Good, good friends in college. It was a great time. 
<laughs> well, Lizzie, I'm glad that we got to to do this podcast. It was a lot of fun. You're the first extended family member that we've had on the podcast, so that's pretty exciting. Well, I feel so special. You are so very special. But thanks for joining, and we'll talk to you later. Yep, no problem. And to those of you listening, thanks for joining here on the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Join us next time on the podcast as I talk to mom and dad about their background, how they grew up, how they met, things of that nature. Until then, toodles. Toodles.